0: Welcome to the Sunflower Conversations where we explore the hidden disability
1: sunflower and its role in supporting people with hidden disabilities.
2: Hi guys, I'm Paul.
1: And I'm Chantal. Joining us today is Hannah Wilson who has epilepsy. Hello. Hi, thanks for spending some time with us today.
0: You're very welcome.
2: Can I start by asking you about your health condition epilepsy? Can you just tell me a little bit about it, about what type you have?
0: Yeah, so I've got complex partial seizures, which affect one side of the brain. That's why it's called partial. And for me, it's left frontal focus. So where my seizure begins is at the front on the left hand
2: side. Can I ask you when you were diagnosed with that?
0: Um, I was diagnosed at four and a half. I had my first seizure when I was four in nursery.
2: Goodness me, and and I'm sure that would have been something uh, quite profoundly affecting um, to everybody involved, including your family, your you know your siblings. How did it happen?
0: Um, my mum said that she just got a phone call one day that one of her daughters had had a seizure. As I've got a twin sister, and yeah, it was me. I'd had a seizure just out of the blue.
2: How does a seizure kind of come about and manifest? Is it something that is immediate or?
0: It, I mean, it could happen at any time. I have them about twice a month at the moment. And it, yeah, it can just come on at any time, which is what it's really scary, because I just don't know when it's going to happen.
2: Do you get any kind of sort of signs or anything that kind of comes on that that's sort of giving you perhaps a warning, you know, something's about to happen?
0: With some of the seizures, I get what you call an aura. And I get like um, a sudden sense of fear before I'm going to have a seizure. And I just know that something's not right. But my brain, it, it will not let me tell someone, or who, whoever's here. It, but um, if my mum's with me, uh, I can't tell her that I'm going to have a seizure, even though I know I'm going to have a seizure. It's very strange how the brain works. I, I do have triggers um strobe lights which is photosensitive epilepsy also dehydration and lack of sleep they're the three main triggers but yeah they can happen at any time I don't know when it's going to happen
1: and your seizure is when when you're having a seizure do you fall to the ground
0: I do yeah and then I lose control of uh, movement and Yeah, I I stiffen up a lot.
2: Has this been going on, um, Hannah, you know, literally since you were four, and you're saying that you have these like three or four times a week, did you say?
0: When I was younger, it was three to four times a week. Now it's once, twice a month.
1: How do you feel after you've had a seizure? Like what are the the effects physically and emotionally?
0: Uh, First of all, I can't get up. I can't talk I'm just completely unaware of my surroundings often I have a lot of injuries so I'm in pain and if I have a seizure on my back then I have really bad backache afterwards but the I mean the bruising that I get from it sometimes I've had black eyes and cuts and yeah I'm just in so much pain after a seizure.
1: Yeah and I guess that must have an ongoing impact because bruises are so they're so obvious, aren't they? So, I, yeah. I'm I'm assuming that you then have to deal with the people looking, thinking, why Why are you covered in bruises?
0: Yeah, I've got a lot of scars. And when I was on holiday a couple of years ago, I actually split my elbow open, and I split my elbow open two more times after that. So I've got a scar, and it, it's horrible because it's just a reminder of that seizure
1: it's with you all the time you can you can see it can I ask do you take medication
0: yeah I do um twice a day I take it's called lamotrigine 300 milligrams and I also take Keppra and I take a thousand milligrams and then two 500
1: milligram tablets that's a lot of medication isn't it Yeah.
0: yeah it's recently changed so tried they've upped it and upped it so many times and hoping you know eventually my seizures will be under control but at the moment they're not.
2: Hannah have you have you always had the same medication?
0: No I haven't when I was younger I had Tegrital and that seemed to work better and I was seizure free for five years so before I was on the Tegretol and then I came off that completely. And then when I had another seizure, I was then put on the Lamotrigine, which was in 2012. And then they added Kepra on because my seizures were still not under control.
2: What I find that really fascinating is how you can go for these windows of time with nothing. And it's almost as if you feel, I would imagine, you'd feel like you're kind of, I don't know whether you live in fear all the time, of, of something happening, like a, a seizure occurring, but if you've had five years of nothing, you'd be starting to think am I okay?
0: Yeah, I thought that maybe I'd grown out of it. The um, doctors always said that they thought there was a chance that I could grow out of it, because the younger you are, when you get epilepsy, there is a higher chance that you'll grow out of it. So yeah. we hoped that I would grow out of it, but turns out that I hadn't just to seeing that nothing had triggered it within that five years.
2: Yeah. You know, how do you personally kind of deal with it? Is it? Does it affect you mentally? Does it affect you in a kind of way that affects you, your mood or your, your um, does it give you anxiety?
0: It does, yeah, anxiety. Uh, when I, I go out, I, just, I get really anxious that something's going to happen. I try to go out a little bit more each day. I mean, I, I have to walk to work anyway. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm trying to get out more on days off, but I do get anxious that when I'm out on my own, I've got something going to happen. If it does happen, nobody's around.
2: I mean, clearly your family must, the the fact that they've been supporting you now um, since you've had it from the age of four, I would imagine there are kind of practices in place or there are kind of methods that they must have when you do have a seizure. How have they adapted and changed to looking after you?
1: Um,
0: Well, my mum, when I was younger, she had to quit her job and get a a job with a closer employer. That was more understanding as well. as I was having three, four seizures a day at, at school, so she was having to come and collect me. And then... There were certain shops that we couldn't go in either because of the lighting, and it seems that springtime would trigger my seizures more.
2: You just said spring as a time of year almost.
0: Yeah. Is that smell-related?
2: or?
0: And also summertime as well, I struggle with because of the heat. If I get too hot, then that can bring on a seizure as well.
2: Right. So so with time, you've become more mindful of... um, what to do, what to avoid, that kind of thing.
0: I have, yeah.
2: What about education? At that point, you know, in your life when you were younger, did it have a big impact on your education in terms of preventing you from getting one?
0: I mean, massively. It had a a huge impact on my education. The school board, uh, when I was in primary school, actually said that I would never get anywhere in life. I was... Yeah, that really hurt and my mum as well. I was below average in every single subject and I had no completed work because I was having to go home all the time due to my seizures. occurring So often and um, I've got dyscalculia as well. So maths particularly I've really struggled with.
1: And the dyscalculia is an effect of your epilepsy, isn't
2: it? It is, yeah. Hannah, clearly you've had some challenges. Can you tell me what SUDEP is about, please?
0: Yes, yeah, so it's, um, it's sudden, unexpected death in epilepsy. So it's when there's no cause to when someone has died from a seizure. Um, also, I had a friend that passed away due to SUDEP in 2016. And even though I knew that SUDEP does exist, it, it really hit me hard because it had happened to someone so close to me and it it made me realize just how serious seizures are that they can be fatal and I've got to make the most of my life
2: is it a common thing do you know is it is it something
0: 21 people die a week from
1: see that's so it, high it, and yeah. it doesn't and is it is it irrespective of age
0: no I'm it's just well anyone with epilepsy could happen to but it's more likely to happen to those who have nocturnal seizures I still get scared because my seizures are not controlled and my friend that passed away she'd been seizure free for three years
1: I'm so sorry to hear that I mean that is really really sad yeah it
0: was it was really hard because it was the only person that I had to talk to who really understood what I was going through That's and cool. then to find out that she passed away and yeah. she was a lovely person as well and it's just awful. It's cruel, it's
2: it's cruel isn't it? It's cruel. It's- do you find being mindful of where you put yourself, what you do all the time is clearly something that is that is very, very important. Are you conscious all the time of where you are, who you're with? That, yeah. that thing must be something that is clearly very important.
0: Yeah, I mean I I can't have a bath. Um when I go to sleep, I um I sleep on my back, but of course in the middle of the night I will turn over. Yeah. But you know, again, like in relation to SUDEP sleeping on my front, if I was to have a seizure, then there's a, a higher chance if I'm sleeping on my, my front and you know I was struggling to breathe as well and so yeah it's sleeping on my back which isn't comfortable but I'm trying to keep myself safe but even with with having a shower I mean I've fallen out of the shower so many times
1: what you're telling us it 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 affects every aspect of your life doesn't it you know and you, you mentioned about your dear friend who's who has died due to this so what what kind of how does it affect relationships that you have been able to make, you know, in the past and 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 now? Is that is that difficult for you, or is it does it is it easy?
0: I I mean I haven't really come across anyone that is like oh my gosh I don't want to be friends with her because she's got epilepsy. Apart from when I was younger, as I think a lot of people back then they didn't understand and they were scared. But now whenever I tell anyone, they're, they're actually fine about it. I mean, one of my friends, she's been around a lot when I've had seizures. And, um, yeah, she's been amazing. In fact, that's probably why I, I haven't died sometimes, because she's been around um, to help me. Um, and she she told me that one time she found me on my back choking,
2: Hannah, can I just jump in? Do, do, are you aware of anything when you're when you're having a seizure? Can you get somebody's attention, or is it literally you are gone,
0: completely gone? Although sometimes I can hear if I've got someone with me, I can hear them talking to me, which actually I, I really really don't like because I can't respond, and um, and that's really quite scary—the fact that I can hear someone talking to me whilst I'm having a seizure. But most of the time, I'm completely unaware
1: do you have a job are you working
0: yeah I work at ASDA and I work the usual five times a week um I work later on in the day and into the evening because of getting up too early that could trigger a seizure and they're really good about it I I told them straight away in the interview because I know that some people are scared to tell an employer well potential employer I think that maybe they will not take them on but for me I think it's really important and I would encourage anybody to tell a potential employer it's so important and when I had my interview they were like right thinking about where they can put me for my safety and they've been so
1: supportive. That's really great to hear that because um, disability such a barrier to employment and I think whilst people are not having an open and honest conversations it will continue to be that way you know we we all have a responsibility to educate ourselves and how we can um you know Make sure everybody is treated equally. So um, it's really, really heartening to hear that as there absolutely, you know, are, are responding to you know what you need and um, being flexible with your times so that you can you know it's yeah. really important to have to if you you know to be able to work if you want to work yeah. um, for independence and connection and you know so many so many things that come from work. Hannah, um, have you
2: have you um, had a seizure at
1: work I
0: have when I worked at Costa it was okay. uh, back in 2017 I had a really bad seizure I'd um, gone to clean one of the toilets because it was getting towards later on in the day and I'd fallen over I fell forwards onto hard flooring and i cut my um the top of my nose and even though it's such a small cut which I didn't realize at the top of the t- uh, at that time um my my face was covered in blood and when I came around I managed to pull myself up with the sink and then when I looked in the mirror and I saw all of this blood I was trying to wash it off and it just it kept coming and my hands as well like the sink as all covered in blood and I managed to get myself out into the back of the staff room and they called an ambulance straight away so that was just so scary oh,
2: yeah I bet does, does, does a seizure last long can you just tell me how long a seizure lasts for you typically or is there is there a typical time?
0: Uh, usually about 30 seconds to a minute but sometimes it has been up to two minutes
2: does it seem like a long time to, I'm, I'm sure it seems like a yeah. lot long longer for you
0: yeah and The just those 30 seconds or minute or two minutes it can make so much of a difference to to think that that short amount of time and then as a result I'm not able to walk or talk and it's not just uh just the seizure like people think oh you know that person had a seizure and now they're fine I'm not people aren't It, it does take time there is the recovery process as well
2: so once you've had your seizure, are you exhausted? What What is the kind of fallout from that?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it does get me really, really tired after. But I, w- I was going to say it, but often the seizures, they, they happen at home rather than at work or outside. So, I mean, you know, I'm at home anyway, um, and I will go to sleep afterwards. But wherever I am, I, I'll still you know end up injuring myself
1: It's an incredible condition it really is isn't it I mean the, the brain is what functions <laughs> our whole body yeah so, Absolutely. Um, what do you think about the hidden disability sunflower Hannah do you have I any think thoughts it's, about that
0: I think it's really good it really stands out and people that have got a hidden disability you see it and you think oh yeah That person, they they have a disability if you're aware, you know, of um, hidden disabilities. Um, For me, I've seen a lot of people wearing the sunflower lanyard. And so I know that they've got a disability. And when they come into Asda, then I'm aware of it. And yeah, I think it's really important for people who've got a hidden disability to wear the lanyard. And I think, yeah, it does it does really stand out. It's really good.
1: Looking at you, there's absolutely no ind- in indication that you yeah. have a disability. I mean, I just would not know. So um, what we've been doing is we've been working with the Epilepsy Society to raise awareness of epilepsy and um, safety, calm cushion core, um, and what we've wanted to do and why we've really enjoyed talking to you today is to um, raise awareness that there are lots of different types of seizures. It affects people in, in, in different ways. I'm sure if we spoke to somebody else tomorrow, their story would be slightly you know, different. You know, this, this campaign leading up to International Epilepsy Day is really, really important. And us being able to share your story with everybody will hopefully really make a big difference Absolutely.
2: how have you found daily life in general since the you know you know since this pandemic it's been going on now for quite a while has it has it affected you and how has it affected you um
0: because uh, you know it was a few months before i started working again from my previous job so i was you know, sitting at home and i think i think about my seizures even more and i would just have so many days where I'd feel really depressed and the fact that it's really hard to get work and also yeah. be you know with my epilepsy trying to find a suitable job so I think yeah because it's been so difficult to find work and um, it's very difficult
2: yeah. isn't it for a lot of people at, at the moment it really is a very challenging time especially in the, in that kind of mental health kind of way
0: it is and also because I need supervision with my epilepsy, so not just having my mum, but also um, my friend, um, the one which has seen me have seizures quite a lot, she will help out sometimes during the week to make sure I'm okay. And what I do worry about is that, is she going to get stopped by the police wondering why she's out? And I've said to her, you know, if you do get stopped, just make sure you tell whoever... you've got a friend that does have a disability and needs supervision because I really need really need someone if my mum's at work she can't be with me all the time
2: no absolutely Hannah do, do you do you carry something with you all the time so that if you do have a seizure you've got something that people can look at and reference
0: I've got a medical band and it's got details on there
2: okay that is specific to your condition
0: yeah, like I've got uh, my name on there. What epilepsy? What type of epilepsy I have? The medication that I'm taking, and then an emergency number, which is actually my friend, not my mum, because it's quite difficult to get in contact with her.
2: And, and I bet you've got a, um, I would imagine—a very tight relationship with your with your immediate friends and family in terms of just yeah. supporting you in a network of close people that are there to help you and you know, give yeah. You some- Um, I
0: mean I'm a volunteer for St John Ambulance as well so my friends are really really good and I've got a friend that lives quite close to my mum actually in Berry, and she's really great about my epilepsy and if I ever go around to see obviously I can't at the moment when I do she's even told her daughter that I've got epilepsy and you know don't be scared if Hannah has a seizure so I think it's really great to have friends at St John Ambulance because they know exactly what to do and they are just so understanding.
2: Do you think that people's perceptions of epilepsy have changed over your lifetime? Do you think that... that, Because there's this kind of, you know, uh, people are slightly scared about um, people when they have a seizure and don't know quite how to react. Is that something that you feel has changed in any way?
0: Slightly, but a lot of people are still terrified. I mean, I've had when I've had seizures in the street before and I always only have one person help me and then I see other people just walking away and I think they're scared. But yeah, there is definitely a lot of people they just, they don't know what to do. They'll go and just continue walking. But it's just, it's so important that if you see someone having a seizure just to stay with them. And if you are scared and you don't know what to do and just to call an ambulance because as I said, you know, it can be fatal. And if someone's got serious injuries as well,
2: Hannah, that's so important what you've just said, I think, and and, um, just to hit that home that what you've just said about how, you know, to stay calm, to stay with them um, and call an ambulance. I think that's um, clearly very, very important. Is social distancing something that's important to you?
0: Um, Yeah, you know, the health and safety for, for everyone, of course, is very important. Um, I mean, I I haven't really struggled that much when it comes to social distancing. I think the hardest place to social distance is definitely in a supermarket, so like particularly where I work. I mean, the one thing that I I worry about is if I have a seizure when I'm in a supermarket and there's this social distancing and people think, oh, I don't, don't want to come close to her just in case.
1: Stress, as you mentioned, can potentially be a trigger. So if you have epilepsy and um, people getting too close to you is making you feel anxious and stressed, you know, it's a potential trigger for a seizure, unless that person needs your help, in which case you you follow the steps, you know, calm, cushion, call. If you're wearing a face mask, which is what the government advises to do anyway, if you can, then you're not putting, you shouldn't be putting yourself in any danger by helping that person call in an ambulance if necessary. So that's another message that we wanted to to help share with our, with our uh, audience that please don't be scared, um, please help. But can we just touch on face masks briefly? Do you wear a face mask? Because I know that for some people it can be a trigger.
0: Yeah, I mean, when this first all started, I wasn't sure about whether to wear a face mask or not, but I do wear one. And I I actually feel okay wearing one. You know, it's not nice having to wear a face mask. I don't think anyone likes to, but I have managed okay so far. But I know that if I do struggle at all, then I I can be exempt from it. But at the moment, I'm okay with wearing a face mask.
1: What would you really hope that comes out of this, sharing your story with everybody?
0: I just, I really hope that people will understand epilepsy more in the future and will become less scared i know it's not nice to see i mean i've i've seen someone have a seizure myself and i know it's scary but just to please help that person it's so important just to you know don't leave that person on their own
1: is there anything that you really want to do um that you, you 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 literally can't because of epilepsy
0: driving is the big thing. And I think that's for most people, that's, you know, the independence, being able to go out whenever. For work for me, when I finish late at night, I have to get a taxi home. And also with jobs, there's a, a lot of jobs that require a driving license. My dream job is a paramedic, and I haven't been able to become a paramedic because I don't have a driving license. Oh, and one other thing I, a lot of people sometimes think that it's funny when someone's having a seizure and they try to reenact it on social media, like there was something going on TikTok a few months ago, and um, people thought that it was funny and there was a seizure thing that people were doing. And I'd, I think there's another really important message to people is that it's not funny. the, the you know, seizures do happen to people. They are fatal
2: Hannah, I I am just completely couldn't agree, mo- couldn't agree more with you not there Hannah. Couldn't agree more with you in that respect. It's been lovely lovely to meet you. It really has it's been a pleasure and and um just look after yourself and I and I hope that as life goes on you know you're okay and that you get on top of you know the, medication. your medication yeah and your medication and that you know you can carry on living a, a, a you know a, a quality of life.
0: Thank you. Thanks ever Thanks, so much. Hannah. Take time, care. Hannah. You've
2: been you've been brilliant.
0: If you'd like to share your sunflower story or conversation, please email conversations at hidden Find out more about us or listen to this recording again by checking out our insights page at hidden You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Please help have patience and show kindness to others. And join us again soon. Making the invisible visible with the hidden disability sunflower.